Okay, 8.26, it said, before we get into talking about stuff, I want to read this to you first, okay? It's the healing of the demon-possessed man. You guys there? All right. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, close, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken these chains and had been driven by the demon into into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged him repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into them, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this to the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what, what had happened. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of Gerasenes, of the Gerasenes, am I close? Asked Jesus to to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. All right, here it goes. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go out with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. Amen. All right. I know we've all read this plenty of times and we love it because it's like Jesus casting out demons and it's like, you know, shikaboomba and we love that kind of stuff here. We want more of it. Right? We love it. But I didn't read this today to talk about signs and wonders. All right? We want them. We desire them. Yes. I read this today because of the last 38 and 39. All right? Where this man who's been tortured, who's been, you know, um, just looked down upon because he's just nasty. You know, you wouldn't want to be around someone like that. He doesn't dress good. He probably smells bad and just looks nuts and crazy. Right? I'm sure you guys have seen crazy people down the street and just talking to themselves, and they just, just know something's not right. So he's secluded. He's in a solitary place, and Jesus comes along, and he sets him free. He sets him free, right? So what does he want to do? He's been set free. He's probably so thankful, and he probably wants to see more signs and wonders, and he wants to see people healed, people set free, and he wants to go with Jesus, right? And Jesus says, no. He says, go home and tell the people what I have done, what God has done for you, Right? And that's, the, that's what we're talking about today. It's about testifying. It's about going out and telling people what God has done in your life. See, just like this man here, we've been set free from certain things, from many, many things. We've experienced God so many times. We all have a testimony. Every person in this room, I don't care what kind of walk, a life you came from, we all have a testimony. 
And that's why we experience things. It's to glorify God. Jesus Christ allows us to experience things, to be set free, to go through, through our mountaintops, to go through the valleys, to experience things. To, and then what? Who gets the glory? He does. He gets glorified, and that's why we go through our things, and that's why we're called to go preach the gospel. That's why we're, go, we're called to testify, to go tell our family members and our friends what God has done in our life. And the reason why I'm talking about this today is because I, I was having a conversation the other day with, with some lady, and she tells me, oh, you know, they asked me to share my testimony, but I didn't want to because it's, it's not good enough. I was like, what? What do you mean it's not good enough? She's like, well, you know, I wasn't on drugs, and I wasn't doing this and doing that. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, your testimony is what God has done in your life. I said, everybody has a testimony, and we don't all have the same one. So whether you were a really good person or a really bad person in the world, we all need Jesus. Amen? We all need to come to the cross. We all need the blood of the Lamb. And if you don't know what your testimony is, it's basically this. It's who you were before. It's how you came to the Lord and who you are now. All right? That's pretty simple. It's your life. It's your personal story. Everyone has a testimony. Have you all gone through a trial before? Raise your hand. Okay. Has Jesus answered your prayer before? Have you seen amazing miracles in your life? Have you been set free? Amen. Come on. Everyone in this room has a testimony. And we are called to go share. We are called to spread it. You are called to encourage people. And just this scripture has come to me. I used to say it all the time when I first got saved. And it, was, it just meant so much. And I feel like as we continue saying these things over, they kind of lose meaning when you keep saying it over. It's 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, we can just, therefore, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. So can you say new creation? New creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. We can just memorize this one today if you don't know it. The old has gone and the new has come. When you accepted Jesus into your life, when you truly accepted Jesus into your life, when you believed with all of your heart, with all of your soul, you had Jesus, he came, he birthed a new spirit. You became different. You became set apart. You, do not, you did not belong to this world anymore. You belong to Jesus. You are his adopted son or daughter. He has taken you into his arms and he is going to transform you and change you into a new creation and therefore we should all be able to testify at the top of our lungs and proclaim the things that the lord has done for us when we say come testify up on this stage we should have a line waiting of the things the lord has done for you we should glorify his name every single day everywhere we go i was at jiffy lube the other day i was the only girl sitting there and i'm reading this book and, and this this older gentleman is like oh see so you're reading a book about faith I spent like 10, 15 minutes just talking the whole time about how I got saved. You know, just telling them. I, never, I didn't say, come to Jesus. I didn't say anything. You know, I should have. I didn't have time because they called me. I had to go. But um, it was awesome just to share, just to talk to a complete stranger, to tell them what God has done in my life was beautiful, was amazing. It has been such a while since I shared my actual testimony. Here I am when I go out, out to Wright College or on the streets thinking I have to prove to someone you know, with 50 different scriptures that Jesus is real. And I forget about the one important thing, my testimony. 
We all have a testimony. If you don't know how to witness, if you don't know what to say, share your testimony. The devil can never take your testimony away. Not any person, nobody can take your testimony away. It is powerful. If you've been saved from the time you were this high to now, that's beautiful. That's your testimony. Amen, Rachel? That's beautiful. You've been pure. You've been holy. You've been, God has kept you and saved you, and he's going to do amazing things through you. If you've gone through some things, amen, thank God, praise God that you're here. We should be so happy and full of joy that God has cleansed us and purified us. We should never be ashamed of the things the Lord God has done for us. To be born again means a new beginning. A new beginning. You get a fresh start when you are born again. Your spirit is made new. It means that you die and Christ lives. It means that each of us, we die. The person we were before, we die. Christ lives through us. Let him live through you. Allow him to live through you. Allow him to speak through you. Surrender it all. Get happy again. Get that joy inside of you again to just go out and do it for him with a smile on your face, just knowing that you are going to do something great. The one thing that we can do in our minds when we see and we experience God move is try to figure it all out. We see somebody healed or or you yourself can be healed and you can say, well, he didn't really hurt that much and it was probably just going to go away anyway. Or, you know, or I see somebody healed or whatever and then I think, well, you know, maybe they were just faking it. You know what I'm saying? It's like God can do things and we need to just stop doubting. We need to stop. We need to just believe. It is so simple, but it's so hard. Just believe. Believe that you are truly saved. Believe that God is going to do something amazing. We can belittle our testimonies. We can diminish it. We can bring it down. Do you know how many times I've gone through my head, like the devil just brings all these lies and just says, you know, well, you know, anybody, what what I've experienced, and the devil just says, well, maybe this happened and this happened, and um, he, like, I try to figure it out, and I try to explain to myself how these things happen, but yet I need to remember that it's all about faith. It's all about just believing in God and the things unseen. We, we have to stop being ashamed of who we are. That's what happens. We become ashamed. We become scared. We become frightened. And that's what hinders us from preaching the gospel, from, from sharing our testimony. We all have a story, and we all need to share it with someone. Every day you should find someone. You should think about someone. Today I'm going to share my testimony with this person. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to show the power of God through my life. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to let the light shine through me. You have called to be the light into this world. Don't be ashamed. I believe that, that God is definitely speaking to us all here because we can always, I know we're human. It's in our flesh to doubt. It's in our flesh to try to just have everything explained to us in a book, in a, in a video, in a documentary. We just want everything. We want to know everything. But this is not for us to know. This is us for us to show, to believe, to just trust. And it's so hard for this world, our generation, to trust with so much, so much junk in this world. It's just, it's hard to trust. But the one person that we can trust and will never let us down is the Lord God Almighty. When you experience his power, do not doubt. Do not doubt. Do, don't be double-minded. He is calling you to share the gospel. He is calling you to preach. He is calling each and every one of you to share what he has done in your life. Don't hold back because the minute that you stop sharing your gospel and what God has done and your testimony, what God has done in your life, 
You could be hindering someone else because God was planning to use you. Think about that. If you share your, the, your testimony with someone else, they can be encouraged. They can be like, wow, I want that. I want that relationship that you have with the Lord. I want to be full of so much joy. I want to be a new creation. I'm tired of my life. I want something. And I want what you have. We need to just be full of so much boldness. We have so much power and we don't even know it. We have so much power and we don't even know it. Blind eyes could be open. Can you understand it? Just close your eyes and imagine that. A blind person walks into this place and just their eyes are opened in the name of Jesus Christ. That is beautiful. But do we believe it? Do we really believe that that can happen? Do you really believe that the mute will be able to speak and yell and and just proclaim the gospel and just be out there on the streets and just just tell it like it is. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that a person in a wheelchair can get up and walk? Do you really believe it? If you don't even believe your testimony and what God has done in your life, do you really believe that the things in this Bible are real? Do you really believe it? Do I really believe it? I'm preaching to myself here. Do we really believe it? God is calling us to do something amazing for him. All we need to do is believe. Believe. Get that boldness inside of us and stop letting the devil break us down and beat us down every day. We are Christians. We are Christ-like. We are followers of the Most High. We need to start acting like it. We need to become a church that is alive and ready to go out and fight. Ready to go to India and preach the gospel at all costs. Come on. Jesus is calling us to lay it all down. Can we share our testimony? Can we share? Can we proclaim his name on high? Can we go home and tell our family members what God has done for us? This Thanksgiving, can you sit around the table and tell someone what Jesus Christ has done for you, what he has brought you from, what he's putting you through now, what he has shown you, what he has revealed to you? Can you do that this Thanksgiving? Can you share that with your family members and your friends? We cannot be ashamed. If we are ashamed of him now, he will be ashamed of us before the Father. If we can all turn to Revelations 12:11. This is how we overcome. Somebody say, this is how we overcome. This is how we overcome. In this world, you will face trials of many kinds. This is how we overcome. Revelations 12:11. They overcame him. Come on, who's him? The devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. We will overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Do not let him take that away from you ever. First of all, we need the blood of the Lamb. We are nothing without the blood of the Lamb. And second, you need the word of your testimony. That's it. Let's just do it. Let's get happy. Let's get excited. Let's share it. And when people come your way and they say that's not true, you know what I've learned and what I heard, it was just beautiful when I heard this. A person with an experience is never at the mercy of someone with an argument. Come on, that is beautiful to me. No one can ever take away from me what God has done in my life and what he has shown me, what he has revealed to me. 
I don't care if people, someone can show me 101 ways why the Bible is fake, why the Bible contradicts itself. I know my Jesus. Do you know yours? Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus. When we break up into small groups, the first thing your small group leader is going to ask you to share your testimony, to share something powerful, something amazing God has done in your life.